0: Welcome to the Everyday Ironman podcast, where we talk to real athletes just like you and me that are working to complete an incredible goal. My name is Mike Bosch. And I'm
1: Jenna Russell. And we're excited to have with us today, recent finisher of Ironman 70.3 Ohio, and my awesome filer-in-law, Greg Russell.
2: Greg, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mike. Thanks. uh, Thanks, Jenna. I um, am happy to be here and looking forward to this.
0: Well, Greg, it is really nice to meet you, and I am actually really excited uh, to hear all about your Ironman 70.3 Ohio experience, but first, we need to address the elephant in the room. My astute listeners has probably picked up on there is a new or maybe familiar voice in the room. We don't know, but Jenna Russell, who was a guest on the podcast back in June, is actually co-hosting this week.
1: I know. I'm super excited, but also really nervous.
0: So, Are you? You feeling okay? Bear with
1: me, listeners. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, if you're not familiar with Jenna's story, I would encourage you to go back and listen to her episode, which was episode 49. And then you'll you'll hear all about how uh, Jenna and her husband, Tyler, have been navigating the triathlon world with two young children. And then you'll be all cut up to speed, right? Exactly. But, Jenna, I know that you know our guest pretty well, but are you ready to introduce him to our listeners? I guess so. All right, take it away.
1: The first question of Mike's podcast, that is always our first thing, is to give us a level set. Um, we would like to know who you are, Greg. Um, what commitments are you doing? Married, kids? Obviously, you kind of have a kid there married to him, but <laughs> do you work full time, go to school? And most importantly, do you consider yourself an athletic person?
2: Okay. Uh, well, first of all, yeah. Greg Russell. Um, I'm ma- I'm married. I've been married to my wife for 38 years. Huh. Uh, we have two wonderful sons, uh, and we have four awesome grandchildren. Uh, we have two. We have two grandsons. Uh, Jenna and Tyler um, have uh, Owen and Aaron, our, our our grandsons, and then we have two granddaughters. So my Tyler's older brother, Evan, who, uh, is now in South Carolina. And, uh, ha- we have two granddaughters with, uh, with, uh, with them, uh, his wife, Maddie, um, they've been, uh, their, uh, their oldest one is three. So just a little younger than, uh, than Owen. Um, mm. and, uh, so Emma, and then, uh, we have, uh, Aubrey is now five months old and, uh, she's our, you know, she, oh, she's wow. our newest granddaughter. So oh, yeah, wow. we've got a, a great set of kids. Um, I do work full-time. Uh, I work for a, uh, I work for a major software company, uh, that does, and th- that, we do a lot of cloud hosting as well. I've uh, been doing that for 30 some years. Um, do I consider myself an athlete? Um, athletic person, a- athletic person. <laughs> yes. I do like to, I do like to exercise. I do like to work out. Um, but, uh, you know, I, uh, as I as I guess you get older, you you try to to lower your expectations a bit, but uh, I'm still, still working on that.
0: That is funny. So, how did you find yourself into the world of triathlon? Did you have a swimming or a running or a biking uh, background, or did you just kind uh, of fall into it?
2: Well, I did I did swim recreationally. Um, so I was on a rec uh, a rec summer league when I was younger. So I did uh, I did the uh, two hundred ind- individual medley and the five hundred at the time. So I did you know did quite a bit of swimming when I was younger. And running wise, um, I actually I started out as a power lifter out uh, as soon as I got out of uh, college. Mm-hmm. Um, I could I could basically do a a deadlift, a squat, and a at a bench. I could do about a thousand pounds for that. And I started realizing. Wow that I um, I could probably, yeah, I could probably carry a car probably a hundred feet, but I couldn't run a mile. So it was time. (laughs) So it was time for me to get a little bit more aerobically fit. So we started, so I did do some running. Um, and, uh, I tried to remind Tyler that basically when I was his age, I was almost as fast as he was. Nobody's as fast as Tyler, but, uh, (laughs) I was almost as fast as he was. Um, but, uh, over time you get a little slower, you know, I've done all kinds of different things. Uh, you know, the, the P90X I've done the, uh, you know, I did some of that. Um, uh, I, uh, started off, uh, I did my first marathon when I was 56 years old. Mm-hmm. So I'm sort of late to the, late to the party. That was, uh, somewhat my son, Tyler decided, Hey, I'm going to run the Chicago marathon. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it with you. Little lo and behold, I guess. Um, there was quite a bit of a commitment to that. Um, but I am not a quitter. Um, I there you go. um, I, I cramped up during the uh, during this, although I did lots of uh, lots of training for it, so I thought I was pretty ready for it. But uh, uh, calf cramps hit. Um, I probably walked like 10 15 miles of that, but I, I was going to come across the finish line. Uh, so that, yeah, and I did. Um, that was one of those situations where I'm never allowed to not have my phone with me ever again, because I was in the city of Chicago and nobody was able to, you know, nobody knew where I was at, what the status was. I ended up borrowing a phone from somebody and actually called them so that they could figure out where I was at. But, um, um, so then after that, um, I decided, you know what, I think I've done my, I've done my marathon. I don't know that I ever want to do that again, but I did a lot of cross training. You know, I did some biking, I did some swimming. That was, that was great. And I decided, you know what, Tyler, you know, maybe we should look at these triathlons, you know, as we go forward. So that's when I sort of edged him along to say, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's look this up and see what we can find. And uh, lo and behold, did I realize that I was going to be birthing (laughs) somewhat of a, a monster here with, between Tyler and Jenna, they are just, you know, into this so much now. Oh,
0: that's awesome.
2: That is awesome.
1: And I will say it was a lot of fun to be able to train with you. And so that's something that I want to move into next is to talk about your training and um, how that went.
2: You know what? Um, The, uh, the training for the Ironman was probably the, I mean, that was the most enjoyable that I've ever gone through. Now I did some training for triathlons. I did. uh, I think we started out in in just a funny story with the first The first triathlon I did, I did with Tyler and it was a, he did the Olympic distance and I did the sprint distance. He started about 45 minutes before I did. He got through the water. I get in the water. He gets out. We're we're doing the bike. He's doing twice the bike distance and I'm getting ready to finish up my distance on the bike. And all of a sudden I hear this passing on your left and Tyler goes around me and I'm like, oh no. All right. So he's <laughs> passed me, he's lapped me. He's basically passed me at this point. And there was a a bit of fear that was going through my mind at that point. But it would, there was also the with, with Tyler, he was like, you know what? If I can run fast enough, I know I'm faster than my old man. Wouldn't it be awesome if I could if I could cross the line before I did? Uh-huh. So I and I was thinking to myself, there is no way I'm going to let my son you know cross the line before I did, so I only beat him by about ten minutes. But that was that was my first experience in, uh oh, with funny. the triathlon. Oh, um, funny. But then when we started doing uh, when we started doing the the Ironman training, um, Tyler actually because he had already done his Ironman, it was Jenna's turn to do it. He had uh, he had volunteered um, for my I think part, part of my 60th birthday present. He said, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna coach you. I'm going to coach you there because you I was going to do my first Ironman on my 61st birthday. So, uh, so um, the amount of training that that I went through for that, I felt like I was more prepared than I've ever been.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
2: having someone that is that that you're somewhat uh, responsible to, at least from a coaching, and having some love, somewhat of a regimen mm-hmm. is critical. Um, that's yeah. that's one of the things I think I really enjoyed about that.
0: Gotcha. And so from memory, you and you and Jenna raced together in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And then y'all were also able to do some of your training together as well, weren't you?
2: Yes. Yes, we were. Um, we live out in an area that's a little hillier. So it was, so it was a nice experience for us to be able to, to do, uh, some of that. I also, um, I'm a little more comfortable on the bike as far as going out on the, uh, on the open road and such. And so I was able to coach Jenna to come out and do a little bit of that because we were going to have to do some of those races onto the open road. Mm -hmm. Um, But, um, you know, and when we were doing some of the bike rides, I think one of the time I do remember Jenna saying to me, you know what, Uh, you know, I just don't feel like I'm doing enough at this point. I said, Jenna, I said, how many women your age with children just did a 40 mile bike ride? Mm-hmm. You're, you're tough. And if I can use the term bad, a, you know, they, oh, yeah. she was that.
0: <laughs> it's an adult show. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, so, so,
2: yeah. <laughs> so she's, yeah. So she said, um, uh, she was great to, to train with. Uh, I think we, we, we sort of pushed each other along. Awesome. Um, I will tell you when you I did. was looking, uh, when I was looking at the swimming, I'm like, okay, you know, I think I'm a pretty good swimmer, but she was beating me. So there, she, I always had that goal out there of trying to do better. Uh, so mm. it's, you, know, you need to have a training partner, someone, to, even if you can't do it all the time together, just having just the an accountability partner. Money. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. so you can, so you can see that. Yeah. Awesome.
0: That is awesome. Well, cool. So when was, uh, when was your race? I know it was over the summer. Uh, how mm-hmm. long ago was it?
2: July the 24th, 2022. Oh, because it was on your birthday. So About two months. Ago. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was on my birthday. That's right. Yeah.
0: That's right. So you didn't have to think about when it was at all. You knew exactly the, <laughs> exactly. Date, the date. That's really funny. <laughs> um, and so I know uh, for my international listeners, you guys live in and around the Ohio area. Y'all weren't too far yes, we from race venue. Two hours-ish, something in that neighborhood. Yeah, about a two-hour drive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So y'all are uh, – w- would y'all describe Ohio as the Midwest? Is that a fair – how they, do you they describe
2: – um, sort of mid east, mid west. If you think about Pennsylvania being still somewhat east, mm-hmm. we're just right next to it. So we're sort of that mid east, mid west.
0: Okay. Yeah. And, uh, but it was still pretty hot, uh, during this time period, yes. right? Okay.
2: okay. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. I think it was 95 degrees and about 70% humidity on that day. Oof, oof,
1: you may have been yeah. generous on that humidity.
2: Yeah, that, oh, okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think
1: it would have been a little more of that, but it was hot.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. So, um, ha- how was race morning for you when you, when you got to the venue? Um, did you have, were you starting to get, uh, nerves or were you pretty calm? Like how were you feeling going into the race day? Cause you, you said you felt like your training went well, but how, how was that for mm-hmm.
2: you? I was uh, obviously getting up to that point. I think it was extremely nervous. Um, I think actually the funny thing is the morning of that, they had a severe thund- thunderstorm going through. And so mm-hmm. they actually delayed us coming down for an hour so that we could, uh, so that the storm could run through. And the only thing I was thinking about is my bike's down there. What's going to happen mm-hmm. to my bike? Is my bike going to yeah. get knocked over? So yeah. I was worried about that. But otherwise, you know, I think once I got started, yeah, I mean, you're always going to have that, those pre-race jitters, but you know, I was, I was pretty good.
1: You didn't seem very calm.
0: Oh, is that right? Yeah. He seemed calm. Awesome. I was not
1: calm. He
0: was much more <laughs> calm than I was.
2: <laughs> That's the funny. old uh, the old duck on the water
0: looking
2: <laughs> on top, and I was just, yeah. That is too funny.
0: Did you guys check in at the same time? Did y'all have sequential bib numbers? Yes. Nice. Yes, yeah, you, the yeah.
1: volunteers were awesome about that. Yeah. They, when we walked up to the table together, they said, do you want numbers next to each other, and went back to the bin and picked the ones that oh, nice. would have put us right next to each other.
2: So That's cool. We guys. didn't,
1: Shout out we to didn't volunteers finish there. together.
2: Yes. <laughs> You didn't we did finish, not together. finish together.
1: we finish. hold on, on. <laughs> hold on.
0: We'll, yeah, we'll get there. Don't calm t- don't jump ahead too far. Don't jump ahead too far. Um so, but did you start together? Did y'all get into the water? No. The- okay.
2: No, because it was it was uh, self seating So Jenna was um Jenna was definitely a faster swimmer than I was. So she was fr- I think you were in the what, 45? And yeah, I put I went myself to the- in like the oh. 50. Yeah, she was more in the 45 minute range. And I was more in the 55 minute range.
1: Okay. Now, I if think my you... s-
2: go ahead, Greg. Her, her husband, Tyler was really good about being there, you know, with all of us. And he was going back and forth and back and forth and trying to, you know, uh, be there while we were there. So I think, I think he knew we were both pretty nervous about it. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, he was, he was, he was awesome from that standpoint. It really helped calm our nerves quite a bit. Cool.
1: So now tell us about the swim start. I know I was there, but our listeners probably were not, and it was a pretty unique swim start. So,
2: oh yeah, the the swim start was uh, was was very unique. Uh, we went off of a ferry, so one of the car ferries that you have. What? You basically, yeah, yeah. They had a car ferry in the harbor, and they basically you walked across the car ferry, and you got down to a certain point. People to grab onto you because otherwise you're going to fall in, and it was a it was a jump off. They said, "Well, you know, you're only going to go down a couple of feet. Um, I think I went down about eight or nine feet <laughs> before oh, coming back wow.
0: up. Okay, so yeah. so I, I want to pause you there for a second because now that you say that, I do remember Jenna telling me that story right before the race, and I still yeah, we couldn't had get talked my head wrapped around it.
1: Yeah, we had talked. Was it? It was for your YouTube one. Yeah, and um, you had given yeah. me the tip: don't do a pencil dive. Yep. that it, it when you jump, you know, open your legs as far as you can, you know, more surface area, you won't sink as far. Mm-hmm. And um, so I had given that tip to Greg, but I feel like in the moment is a very hard thing to do, especially on yeah. the beginning of your first. And mm-hmm. it's natural when you jump into a pool, at least. Yeah, to just jump.
0: Yep. And for sure. But, but I'm still struggling to get my head wrapped around this ferry start, this car ferry. So so this car ferry, is it something that they normally have in this area and they yes. shuttle shuttle cars across the lake and they just happen yes. to have it parked there?
2: Yes. They have a number of islands okay. uh, that you can go to like Kelly's Island and uh, Put-in-Bay and things like that. And so that they'll... They're going to ferry cars over to these various islands for that. So they, they're normally running um, oh. just that day. Obviously, we're not.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So you you you. it's kind of a organized chaos, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm guessing they did the standard self-seating because you said Jenna was yes. in the 45 and you were in the 55. Were they doing right. the standard three people at a time? They hit the buzzer yeah. and you j- jump in? Okay.
2: Yes. Yeah. So.
0: So after coming up from touching the bottom, uh, cause you went eight, eight to 10 feet below the surface, how were you mm-hmm. feeling? Were you comfortable in the water at that point? Yeah, uh, felt- I was
2: pretty comfortable in the water. Yes, okay. I was.
0: Perfect. So you were properly prepared.
2: I was properly prepared. The one thing I wasn't prepared as, as much for is, is that it was a little bit of a confined area, uh, because we were in within a, within a harbor and uh, some folks were talking about the, the the swim had a little bit of a washing machine effect because you had uh, because you were in this harbor mm-hmm. as the wind was coming across you had waves coming uh, coming one way and they were hitting on the shore and coming back the other uh, way. Okay. Plus, because it was somewhat limited, uh, there was a there were a lot of people. You know, normally in a in a start you've got a little bit of that piranha of uh, situation going on where everybody is swimming together. That really didn't clear up much. Um, and okay. In fact, I. You know, so I, so I, I was hitting people on, in, uh, hitting people's feet. I was getting kicked in the chest. You know, it's every time you're oh, going along, somebody was next to you. So it was, yeah. uh, so it was a little bit challenging.
0: Okay. And I know Jenna knows this, but, um, I, I don't, um, was it, uh, a point to point? Was it a loop? Uh, um, it was a, uh, it was a loop. So you did two. Uh, no,
2: it was, we just one big loop. Oh, one. I'm one sorry. Big on so one big. Okay. Yeah.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Okay. And how, how close were you to what you thought you'd swim to what you did swim?
2: It was about 10, 15 minutes off. I figured I was going to finish about 50, 55. I came in at like 105.
0: Oh, okay. And my,
2: so my son looked at me and goes, I was afraid you were going to DNF. Oh. So, uh, and in fact, when I got out of the water, I looked at my watch and I said, okay, do they stop it now? Or do they stop it when you get into transition? So I was one of those, there were, there were people walking and I was like, no, I am not walking. I am, I am getting across whatever line I need to get across within transition to make sure I do not DNF by two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So there was a a lot harder swim that I thought I was going to experience. Gotcha.
1: Okay. How did you feel in T1? Relieved? Excited?
2: Relieved. Yeah. Because (laughs) my biggest, my biggest fear was not making the swim. Yeah. That's
0: my biggest fear every time too, I think. Uh, I think it's the swim is just one of those things that I don't I don't think unless you're maybe a pro athlete or maybe somebody who was a college level swimmer, I don't think you can respect the swim too much. Like I don't think you can over respect the swim. I think you can certainly under respect it and that's where you run into problems. And so I think while I'm not afraid of the swim, I have a healthy, respectful concern for the swim. I think every time I get Mm -hmm. in the water, uh, that's how I process it.
2: And actually, frankly, as an older athlete, uh, the swim, uh, the swim is a a better situation for me after I do a run, you know, going in and doing a swim workout, which is going to, for me at least is going to provide a a lot of aerobic, um, still, you know, work going in with that. Mm -hmm. It's so much easier on the joints. I, Mm -hmm. I, feel, I feel that after the swim, i it's almost like it's been therapeutic. It's like I've gone for a massage, so it's it's been a great thing.
0: Yeah, you have to you have to teach me that trick. I don't feel like I went for a massage after the swim. I'm, I'm clearly doing something. I was
1: thinking wrong. the same thing, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm clearly doing
2: something wrong. <laughs> just wait till you get older. You know, you, you're just used to the uh, you're just used to the aches and pains. Uh, you're Some not that much older just, than me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. So you so you get out of the water, you make the cutoff. You're relieved. You're into mm-hmm. t You're into T1. Now we didn't really even talk about nutrition. So what kind of what kind of catch that now? Did you have a pretty good nutrition plan? Is is now really where our nutrition kicks in? Like how how were you feeling as far as your feeling for the day?
2: I felt pretty good. Uh, we did it. I had something. We we had a decent plan for nutrition. I had quite a few salt tablets. Uh, I had a quite a bit uh, quite a bit with the uh, you know water wise and such. So I, I didn't really stop and need to get anything from an aid station. I think I was able to pretty much cover everything. Uh, cool. Jenna had uh, set me up with some nutrition plan. I'm not saying that I probably really focused on it as much as I should have mm-hmm. uh, because I would needed to take in a lot more water than I published uh, than I was ever used to doing. Mm-hmm. Um and that was one of the other things. I mean, I I use a I use a road bike, so I don't necess- I didn't necessarily have a fueling system. I think that mm-hmm. that's something for the next one. I may want to look at trying to do something because it's as you're riding the bike trying to grab a, a water bottle, trying to take it, trying to put it back in, you're you're losing a lot of time. Yeah, for sure. And uh so I think that's something that would be helpful. Okay. Um and as far as nutrition goes, um I, I think I, I tried to stay on as much as I could. You know, the, the, the temperature itself uh, w- was something that I probably wasn't expecting as much. And so that probably contributed into maybe needing to do a little bit more.
1: So tell us what you used. Like, do you use the gels? Do you use powders, real food? What did you eat on the
2: bike? What I ate on the bike? You know, I, I used uh, gels on the bike. Um, I also used, uh, um, I guess, a, a, a saline type of a solution or... You know, so there was no water involved. Everything, you know, had some type of a uh, salt addition to it as part of it.
1: And that's something you probably learned by cramping up in the Chicago Marathon that
2: you took with you. Yes.
1: You said that earlier. Oh, Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's something I, I, that's good, good call it. You know, I don't know that I would have connected to that, but, uh, definitely, uh, our, our personal experience definitely helps guide us through the, through the next, uh, part of our journey for sure. I've been, I've been knock on wood, very uh, fortunate. I've, I've not cramped up. I wouldn't, I would also say Greg that I don't think I follow my nutrition plan exactly as I should. It's definitely <laughs> a, a work in progress. Um, yes. but Hey, but we're all getting there, right? Um, yeah. so, so besides your nutrition, how was the actual bike course? Um, was it as, uh, as you thought it would be, was it, uh, easier than you thought it would be? Was it harder than you thought it to be? Like, how, how was that for
2: you? It was, it, it wasn't too bad. Um, the only time there were a couple of areas, uh, because, uh, it is, you know, is very flat where we were at. So it was extremely, uh, it was extremely flat course. We ended up with a lot of uh, crosswinds. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was at one point that we were getting a crosswind and a headwind. And I'm like, how is that <laughs> fair?
0: Right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but, you know, but it was, it, it was pretty much as expected. I, I came in, I, I planned on doing about a 3:30 on the bike. I came in right at 3:30, So I was pretty happy. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah. Now Jenna and I though were surprised. You know, we have been riding together, and I'm like, well, I'm stronger on the bike than Jenna is. And I saw her time afterwards; she finished 15 minutes faster than me. So I'm like, what the heck?
0: Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't gonna say anything, and I didn't I didn't go. So full disclosure: this is your
1: podcast, not mine. Yeah,
0: yeah I did tra- I did track both of you on race day, um, and so it was very easy for me to go back and and look at your uh, information today because you were still in my tracker from the ra- the race. But I do remember uh, I do remember, on Jenna's bike split being a little bit faster than she had prepared me for. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. not saying uh, faster than I thought she was capable of. She prepared me for a particular number, and I remember it being faster than that. So I, I was like, oh, that's pretty good. I right was there. pleasantly
1: surprised with
2: yeah. myself. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, Jenna. We were, I'm like, you crushed that. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
1: All right, so you get off the bike. You're feeling good. You hit your time.
2: Tell us about mm-hmm. uh, T2. Is, uh, T2 is okay. Um, you know, I was getting off of the bike, you know, after doing, uh, I had only done probably 45 miles. So doing the, doing 56 miles, getting off of that, you know, obviously you're going to be a little bit wobbly, mm-hmm. uh, trying to put, trying to put shoes on. At that point, I made the, I made the mistake of putting talcum powder into my socks because I wanted to be able to get those on easily um but i put way too much in there and uh-huh. so all of a sudden i'm i felt like i had rocks in my feet uh, oh. in my uh, in my socks Ooh, so that's uh, not
1: something i would have thought of so,
2: yeah. yeah so so learning uh, just a, you know a few things that you learn along the way yeah um, uh, so that's something i probably won't do again uh but uh yeah it felt pretty good uh, got out on the run and um i got a mile into it and i'm like I got 12 more of these. Oh my, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it.
0: <laughs> That's funny. So I want to, I want to pause you there and back up for one second, because you did, you did say something there that I think is worth noting. So the talcum powder thing, do you mm-hmm. wear socks on the bike? And so you yes. were, you were, so did you switch socks or did you like how, how, how? how I was going to.
2: I, w- I was going to switch socks, but then they were just so wet that I just decided, no, um, I'm just going to keep it.
0: Okay. Okay. And so d- do you think those, the rock sensation was created on the, on the bike?
2: From... I think it was, it was, okay. it was created on the bike. Uh, and I just didn't really notice it until okay. I started getting on the run.
0: Yep. Yeah. Because I think when you're cycling, you don't have the same exact foot movement that you do when you're running at least for me Mm -hmm. my my now i have trained myself and my body i can cycle with no socks and Mm -hmm. i was up to nine miles on a run with no socks until i went to galveston for the weekend and I think it was a combination of being so close to the beach and there was, um, like sand in the air and salt. I got the yeah. absolute worst blisters on like mile two of a four oh, mile yeah. run. I was like, I'm never doing that again. And so I abandoned the plan <laughs> completely. So I only wear socks for the run. So that's why I was curious, um, Yep. How, how your transition, your transition went.
2: Tyler, Tyler doesn't wear socks. I'm just not brave enough to do that yet. Yeah. I may try that. Before we do the next one.
0: Well, I think it's, it's like most things you, you have to start at a, you have to work yourself up to it. Right. And I think right. a lot of it has mm-hmm. to do with, you have to have the right shoe. Uh, it has to have the right fit and all. There's a lot to it, right? You can't just, Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, yep. Tyler can talk you through it. He's your coach after all, right? He can, he can talk <laughs> you through that. Um, right. okay, so, so we're out on the run and, and you, and you recognize I got, I got 12 more. What was your run strategy going into the run? Were you just going to run until you got tired? Did you have a, like a run walk? Like what was your plan?
2: Yeah, I, I was, um, my plan was to do a run walk. I was trying to do, I was trying to do something where, uh, probably three quarters of a mile I would run, then I would walk and then do that again. But I probably ended up doing maybe somewhat the opposite probably running a quarter of a mile, (laughs) walking three quarters of a mile. Uh, So it was, uh, um, it was, it was a challenge. It was similar to the Chicago marathon where I'm like, you know, how am I going to finish this? Mm. But there was also that part of me that was saying, you know what, you don't quit on anything. You've got to get across the line. And uh, so I knew going into it, my my run was definitely going to be my weakest and um, I thought going into it, my my initial plan was to finish in seven thirty. Now we only mm-hmm. I ended up finishing I think in like eight oh seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was all on the run. My run was probably thirty to forty minutes slower than what I planned out of being. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, but you know what's funny is I, I have I have found that uh the fifth place through the last place finisher, they get the same medal. Yeah, so it doesn't exactly. really matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Right for yeah. sure.
2: Well, you know, my, 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 big goal was to, my, my first goal was to just be able to finish in the, in, in the allotted time. Uh, so that was the first goal I made that my, mm-hmm. my second goal is, you know, as, as I look at it is trying to get better the next time, uh, you know, start finishing at a, at, at a, at a higher level. Gotcha.
0: And so this was, a uh, a new venue for Ohio 70.3 this year, right? Did I think, Seems like uh, yes, it was. Jenna had mentioned that was new. So what was the, what was the run course like? Was it, um, was it shady? Was it pavement? Was it concrete? Was it gravel? Like, was it hilly? Was it flat? Like, what can you, can you, so for the listener who, who has no familiarity with this new course, like kind of talk them through that.
2: Sure. Uh, it was, uh, through downtown Sandusky and through the, through the neighborhoods within Sandusky. So there was a little bit of, tre- there were trees, uh, there, there was, it was somewhat tree lined. However, I just really never noticed that, you know, I mean, obviously there weren't tree lines on the, on the, on, on the, on the roads or, or anything like that. So it was, it was, it was pretty hot from that standpoint. The nice thing was, is that, um, a lot of folks brought out their sprinklers and so they were mm. setting them out. And so you were able to run through those there, um, uh, it looped around twice. Uh, and there were a lot of people out. So it was very spectator friendly. Nice. So that was really nice. Uh, and we, we really, I think I really enjoyed that. Um, it, it helped to sort of keep you motivated along because there was just, there were people pretty much anywhere, everywhere you turned.
1: Yeah, it was. What did you think about the sprinklers?
2: It was uh, toward the end, it was a godsend. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for them at that point. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: weaving through everybody to get to the side of the road. Yeah, exactly. Road.
2: I think I knocked over two or three people, you know, to to <laughs> throwing some bows. Oh, that's yeah.
0: that, um, that there, it's hard to really put a price on the value that a well spectated race brings, particularly, mm-hmm. uh, at the, at the back end of the race, uh, as far, you know what I'm saying? Like if you're, if you're a, if you're competing for a, an age group podium spot, you probably don't even notice it as much because you're in the zone, right? I, I can only imagine. I mean, maybe maybe we could ask right. Tyler and he could tell okay. us. Uh, but, but I can only imagine that's what it's like. But for the rest of us who are just doing the best we can to, to, to make it through the day, those uh, the little fist bumps from the kids and the cute signs that they're holding up and the sprinklers – Oh man, that, mm-hmm. that is, that's just so hard to put uh, a value on how much that, that brings uh, to your day, right?
2: Mm-hmm. There was a little water area on one of the places that was sort of a, like a waterish type of park.
1: Like a splash situation.
2: pad. A uh, splash pad. Yeah. And that was a, it was really tempting for me to sort of veer off for a little bit and sort of walk <laughs> through that
0: <laughs> you're over there underneath the mushroom and they're like come on greg you gotta keep going <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Exactly.
0: <laughs> that is awesome that is too awesome well so you you said you finished at uh eight a- aiden change something in that neighborhood mm-hmm. right um yep. you cross the finish line you get your medal how are you mm-hmm. feeling at that point? Are you and this is important, right? Because we all we all self reflect, right? Mm-hmm. When you look back, are you like, whew, finished it? Are you like, oh my god, I uh, I couldn't have uh, I couldn't have given it any more effort? Or are you like, man, I probably could have shaved a half hour here or there. Like, how, what was your emotion at that point? Because I've I've experienced all three of those, to be honest with right. you.
2: Exactly. Right. right. <laughs> Um, no, I think at, th- at that point uh, I couldn't have gone any faster. Uh, at, uh, that was I, I was so happy that it was done. Yes, it was a su- yes. Um, I, I knew my goal was to make sure that I was not on the DNF list, mm-hmm. and I saw some folks afterwards that said I finished in eight thirty at eight thirty-two. So they were off. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they were they didn't have a finishing time. And, um, you know, folks reminded me that, you know, there, there are reasons why there are times in place because not, because it's a, it's a feat in of itself just to finish uh, a okay. half Ironman or to finish an Ironman, mm-hmm. or as I guess we call them 70.3s versus yeah. 140.6s. Yeah. yeah, those are, it's, it's a feat in that. And so, you know, I wanted to make, you know, I wanted to make sure that I met that particular goal. So that was, that was really important. So I was definitely relieved. I was happy that that was done, but I was also, you know, knew that I could do better Mm -hmm. um, with a little bit more, a little bit more training, a little bit, you know, knowing what, uh, knowing what I needed to do next time Mm -hmm. uh, was something that was going to allow me to to say, yeah, you know, I can, I I, want to go back for another one. Mm, Which I love that
1: mindset. It was something when we were in Sandusky, My mother-in-law was very much, he is done. And I looked at her and was like, you clearly have never done this. He's not one and done. (laughs) I know very few people that are one and done. So, Greg, what is your next goal?
2: Uh, My next goal, uh, I think Jenna, uh, you and I are, and we're dragging along a new friend of ours uh, to do a, uh, which will, this will be his first one. We're going to do uh, Chattanooga in, uh, in May. So we're really? going to, uh, yeah. from what I understand, uh, in talking to folks that have done Chattanooga, they said, if you get in the water, you can float and finish in time. Yes. A time swim,
0: so. so, uh, I did Chattanooga <laughs> so bonus. Yeah, I did. I was Chattanooga. Just like, we're talking year.
1: to an expert here.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know about okay. an expert, but I can definitely give you some insight because I did Chattanooga this year and I have to start by saying Chattanooga is a fantastic town. Oh my God. And it is the, the, and there's lots of them out there. So it's not, you know, Chattanooga isn't unique in this way, but I'm just saying the, the, the people super friendly, they, they love the race. And, and what's crazy is, is not every town has that, um, attitude. There are some towns where the local residents are like, I'm tired. I don't want the roads blocked. I don't want this and that Chattanooga is a great city host, They are in a part of the country that i to be honest with you, I hadn't given a lot of thought to, but it's just the scenery is just gorgeous. There's kind of mountain, mountain mountainy range off in the, off in the distance. And yeah, you're right. Um, it, it was a pretty fast swim. I said a PR in the swim, uh, for sure. Now, full disclosure, it's longer than 1.2 miles. It's, it's, it's it's a long swim. Oh no, no. It's longer than 1.4. They they advertise it's 1.4. My, Whoa. my Garmin data shows it's closer to 1.6, but hmm. I still PR'd the swim. And so, uh, wow. you know, there's that. So, yeah. So are you guys, uh, you said you're dragging along a third, are you guys doing it individuals? Are you doing a, a relay? Like yes. what is, what is the plan here?
2: Uh, no, I, the, the plan is we each are, we're each going to do okay. it individually. Although, although one of these days, maybe a relay would make sense. I think on the previous We should podcast, try that at some point. <laughs> Think think the previous podcast, we talked about Tyler should do the run, yeah. you know, Jenna should do the swim, and I'll do the bike.
0: I do remember yeah, that. I, I do remember that now. Yeah. Um, so who's the new friend that y'all are dragging along?
2: Uh, his name is Adam Day. Um, okay. Adam is a, uh, Adam went to, uh, was in college with Tyler. In fact, they were in the, uh, Tyler was in the Ohio State Marching Band. Okay. Um, so he and Adam were, um, in the, in the band together oh, and, cool. uh, they've been, uh, they're, he and he and his family, um, uh, is, is, uh, his wife and their, and their children and such. They're all, you know, good friends of uh, Tyler and Jenna and, and Adam was a cross. He was, uh, did a lot of CrossFit. So Adam sort of built a little bit like me. Okay. Um, and, uh, but he's a super fit guy and, uh, he's decided he wants to, you know, he wants to take on this next challenge. Awesome. So he's all he's all excited to do this.
0: That is awesome. So I am going to go back and I'm to, I, I want to clarify something that you just said because I did not know this. But I'm going to I want to make sure I super duper clarify it because uh Jenna, I remember on your episode uh mm-hmm. you clarified that you didn't go to the actual Penn State or something along those well, I lines. Did. I don't re- I don't remember I exactly how it worked, but but you said Tyler was in the Ohio State marching band. Now the Ohio State marching band is world known, yes. right? Because they're the marching band that started that whole concept to where they marched in a position where it looked like a, a large object was in motion. He, he was in that Ohio State marching band?
2: So was I. Oh, get yes. out of
0: here. That is awesome. Yeah. That yep. is awesome. See, I did not know that. That's pretty cool. Not at the same
2: time. Well, I I figured that. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to say,
0: but I I think that was implied. Yep. <laughs> That is funny. Well, so Greg, you've mentioned your bike a couple of times Mm -hmm. and we know that it's a road bike, but you haven't, we haven't learned what kind of bike that it was. I'm a big bike fan. I love bikes. Talk me through, uh, what kind of bike you have? Is it a bike that you've had for a while? Did you recently acquire it? Like, give me, give me a little bit of details here.
2: Well, my first couple of triathlons I actually did on a Trek hybrid. Okay. And I knew that if I was going to be doing anything serious, I needed to get a road bike. So, uh, fast forward to COVID and supply chain and such, and I was lucky enough to get to a, I found a local bike store and I walked in and I said, I'm about, you know, this size. Um, and they, and, uh, they hooked me up with a, a Pinarello Paris. Oh, so wow. I've got a Pinarello.
1: Yeah, he's uh, fancy.
0: Yeah. yeah
2: it's, <laughs> it's a fancy bike. Yeah. It is. It's, it's the, the whole bike I think is lighter than my arm. Mhm. Uh, cuz it's uh, you know, cuz it's it's all yeah, uh, it's it's all carbon. So, uh it's got uh it's uh, I've got a SRAM taps on it. Okay. And obviously disc, disc brakes and such, but oh, uh, obviously. yeah, it's um yeah. <laughs> and I'm <I've> got <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and uh but uh you know, the, the nice thing about the the nice thing about the bike is as I get on and I'm like I feel fast just automatically. Oh yeah. What
0: what color is it?
2: Oh, it is a matte blue.
0: Ooh, it is really? really pretty. Now is it yeah. that is it that light matte blue or is it a dark matte oh, it's, blue?
2: It's it's more of a uh, it's more of a navy-ish. Okay, uh, so it's on
0: the darker spectrum.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's
0: on the darker spectrum. Uh,
1: See, so we would yeah. know if Greg used uh, social media a little yeah,
0: bit. Yeah, that's a good point, so- Jenna. If you, normally the expectation <laughs> is Greg is that you'd post pictures of your bike on your Instagram account. Um, oh okay
2: uh, yeah I, talk to, to tyler
0: that. he can coach you through how that works
2: <laughs> yeah no no I, I i'm gonna go with uh, the mom daring to try you know i i, I follow there her all go. the time on instagram yeah highly recommend
0: yeah. that that p- highly recommend that uh, instagram for sure that is funny uh, yeah. oh my
2: gosh but uh yeah no I, I did take a picture of it as soon as i brought it home so i felt like uh, you know I was a proud it father it could bringing be your first post there. <laughs> there you go. Or and you know, actually, say, it should be
1: that you are on the podcast, and then your second post can be your bike.
2: Yeah, there you go. I will say though that I think I was the only Pinarello at the uh, uh, at the Sandusky race.
0: Yeah, I I bet. Um, you know, and it's funny. There there are so many so many incredible bikes, uh, so many uh, color schemes, so many styles, and all that. But man, there's something about. Uh, when a Pinarello rolls through the bike rally, it's like, it catches everybody's eye for some reason. Yeah. Right. And, um, yeah, it's just, uh, so they are pretty. I'm, I'm more of an, uh, of a tr- tr- you know, a TT tri-bike type thing, but mm. even I, even I, when I, when those road bikes roll through, I'm like, Ooh, Pinarello, look at that guy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I took some advice from Tyler because so I said, you know, do I need to get a tri bike? And he goes, uh, you know what, you know, are you going to be doing a full Ironman at some point? Uh, you know, where you want to have something that you're going to be able to enjoy, he says, yeah. because what you're going to do with this, you know, a good road bike is going to last you a long time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've been really happy with the purchase. Yeah.
0: Now that's, that's actually something that, and, and I love bikes that I don't talk about enough, uh, probably on the show is I, I love my Trek speed concept but it is mm-hmm. incredibly impractical to ride any other time besides training or racing. Like I, I wouldn't want to ride it around the neighborhood for a casual bike ride with my wife or my friends. It's, it's just not practical mm-hmm. for that. For, for that kind of riding, you need a road bike. You need a proper road right. bike for right. sure. Yeah. So that that was very good advice.
2: Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we just recently did is I bought my wife an e-bike or okay. I guess we bought our we bought her an e-bike together so that she can actually keep up uh, because with we both work. Yeah. So she can keep up with me now.
0: <laughs> awesome. Uh, those those things are catching on those e-bikes. They're becoming yeah. super duper popular. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: It is cool. Now, Mike, one more thing that I have loved to, toward the end of your podcasts that you've been asking many of your guests mm-hmm. is about the M dot tattoo. Mm. Now, Greg is a little bit different ha- only having done a 70.3. But what mm-hmm. do you think? Do you think you'll be getting a tattoo? Do you want to do a full I guess we should start with that question and then answer the
2: I could do the I could do the swim. I could do the bike. Ugh, I don't know if I could do the run. But we'll see. You could do it. Yeah. All do right. It. So do it's a question
0: to. mark. I'll take okay. it.
2: Yes. Yeah. So so we'll so Jenna
0: to to kind of expand your your question there, mm-hmm. Greg. So say you do it. And you get it done, All right? We'll just we'll just uh-huh. assume we that, okay. right? Oh, okay. Would you get the M tattoo after you completed a one forty
2: point six? I'd get the I'd get the tattoo. I would definitely have it posted on my Instagram account. <laughs> 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 I probably have to blaze. So that's my the post
1: you're waiting for.
2: That's funny. <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: I see how it is.
0: Okay, okay, so Jenna, so I'm going to ask you the question because I, I didn't ask the question back when you were on. Uh, once you complete your full distance, Iron Man, are you going to get the dot tattoo? Oh, yes. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that was uh, uh, Jaime Ferraris suggested that we ask that uh, moving forward. And I think it's a great episodes. idea. It is a great question. Yeah, it is a great question.
1: Especially yours has a very unique story and other ones do as
2: well. So you have one.
0: I do. I have, uh, so I'll start by saying I wasn't going to get it. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a tattoo that my wife hates and she hates it so much. And I don't think I've even told this part of the story. We, we both got tattoos when we were like 24, 25, something like that. Right. She had got a rose tattoo on the inside of her, uh, right leg. And I got the silhouette of a Porsche 356 Speedster tattooed on the outside of my right leg. And it's one of those things that sounds really cool when you think about it in your head, but for, I don't know, 25 years, everybody would look at it like, what is that? And you'd have to explain what it is. It's just not recognizable. And so anyway, so, uh, two years ago, three years ago, I don't know how long ago. Was ago, my wife decided she was going to get her tattoo laser removed. So she went and got her, her first treatment and she didn't even ask me. She scheduled my appointment for <laughs> me. And so <laughs> and so she's like, Yeah, you're getting that thing removed. And so the lady that does our and it's not a it's not a one and done uh thing, just so you know, right? Mm. It's it's uh, yeah. Like I've been through I don't know ten treatments now, and it hurts way worse than getting the tattoo. Oh, wow. Let me just tell you that. So make sure you make sure you fully thought this thing through. But anyway, I I, I actually reminded Amber. She's the the name of the tech that does it. Uh, last time I went in, the very first time I went in, I was just talking. We were just I was nervous, and so I was just talking, and I was telling her like she's she's got her her goggles on, and she's getting her laser already, and everything. And I was I was telling her about my experience of, of getting the tattoo, and I told her about the tattoo parlor I went to, and she literally stopped, and she looked at me and she said, "You paid somebody for this? Like she thought it was like a homemade tattoo, like a homemade oh or, or like a prison tattoo. <laughs> like that's how bad it is. Oh. And so and so when I did the Ironman race, I wasn't gonna get it the tattoo right because i already had this horrible tattoo okay. experience
1: now that makes and it sense
0: was, and it was my boss's wife jennifer sanders who asked me she's like hey are you gonna get the tattoo and i was like "No, i don't think i'm gonna and she looked at me she goes but you earned it and i was exactly. like that's exactly right i did earn it. and so i got the tattoo like the next week yeah so mine has the texas flag in the middle of it because i did iron man texas oh, nice. yeah it's it's pretty cool um I'm not gonna lie, but anyway, yeah. So uh, that's that's the story. Unique story. Exactly. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yes. She looked at me. She goes, "You paid somebody for
1: that?"
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it, exactly, that's what I was gonna pay. Uh, that's what I was gonna say. Is just basically that you know, getting a tattoo like that is you know, you you've earned it. You know, yeah. that's a it's a rite of passage. And frankly, if if someone wants to look at my leg when I'm seventy years old and say. Why do you have an Iron Man t- Because I did that three years ago. There you go.
1: <laughs> I like your math there.
0: <laughs> exactly. It could take him six more years to do it. <laughs> yeah,
2: probably. Hey, that's okay. That, that is, is okay. And my wife, uh, my wife, Laura, she was born on March 14th. So she wants to get the pie symbol. So if we uh, oh, at some point we get, the pie symbol, yeah. we get the pie symbol, I get the Iron Man tattoo. There you go.
0: That's awesome.
1: Well, Greg, it's been really fun having you here. I am pretty excited that I got to co-host my first episode of the everyday Ironman podcast. But as we wrap this up, do you have any final thoughts that you would like to share with the listeners?
2: Um, no, um, just to, just to point out that you're really never too old to start on these. Mm. I think I can prove that at 61, you can do your first Ironman and feel good about it and want to do more of it. Uh, and frankly, um, you know the, the exercise, the the preparation that you do for it, especially as you get older, it you just feel better. Uh, when I am not work, when I'm not exercising, I feel like I'm a lot older than what I what I am. And as soon as I start exercising, I feel like I'm in my 30s. There so, you go. Yeah, so it's uh, it's it's a great way to to stay in shape. Um, I think if you're going to do something like uh, either a 70.3 or 140.6. You really do have to have some, you know, some coaching. You have to have a structure in place. You just can't sort of jump into it. So, you know, uh, coaching is super important and I'm looking forward to, you know, doing better the next time. Awesome. And I'm going to, I'm coming for you, Jenna. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: that is funny. Well, Greg, man, I appreciate, I, thanks. I, I can't, uh, thank you enough for coming on the show today. Um, I had a lot of fun, uh, hearing your story. It was, it was kind of, I want to say it was kind of, it was very fun, uh, watching Jenna react to, uh, your answers because she was there on race day. So that's a unique uh, perspective that we don't always get. So I appreciate you coming on today and, and sharing your experience with us for sure. Well, you know, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I
1: don't know. Well, Mike, how did I do as a co-host?
0: I think you did. Gr- I think you did great. Uh, in fact, uh, I'd love to have you on again. And so uh, I know. I feel uh, like Greg- I need a little more practice. So uh, well, <laughs> we'll, we'll see how we'll see how it goes. But I know, Greg, you alluded to it. But for the listeners out there, uh, at a mom daring to try is your Instagram uh, handle where you are documenting your uh, your journey. And I know your marathon training. Your marathon training now. Right, yes, yes. Half, yes. Just, you want to take a minute and just share how that's going?
1: Well, if you are a teacher listener, I would not recommend a fall race. Mm, yeah, <laughs> um, I really underestimated the exhaustion of training and the exhaustion of the beginning of the school year combo yeah. mm-hmm. there, plus two children and Tyler doing his MBA and working full time himself. So I am very grateful to have very amazing in-laws that are only 45 minutes away from us that we hang out with a lot that are willing to watch our kids so i can go out for long runs um gotcha so it's been exhausting um Mm -hmm. but i did a 17 miler a couple weeks ago that i I, after getting that under my belt i I can do it it won't be the time that i had originally wanted Mm-hmm. But I, I don't have questions about crossing the finish line. So
0: Awesome. And and so when is your when is your race? Do you October sixteenth. Oh, that's just in a couple of weeks. Yeah, so, so it's the Columbus
1: Marathon. Um so it's right down the street from us.
0: So I got to be honest, so I should know this, and I apologize, but I, I haven't looked as far out in the calendar. When this episode airs, we may have already learned if you finished the Columbus Marathon. Oh, really? or not. I'm, not a, I'm not 100% sure where the where the timeline goes. It may, be, it may be this weekend, or it may have been last weekend by the time the listeners are hearing this. So either way, Jenna, we wish you luck.
1: Thank you. I, I may need it. So I appreciate that.
2: <laughs> no, you won't. You're going to do
0: great. You're going to do great. You're going to do great. Well, guys, I can't thank you again enough for hanging out with me. Uh, I look forward to uh, seeing you both uh, again soon.
2: Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you have any questions, advice that you would like to share, or would like to be a guest on the show and share your story, you can email everydayironmanpodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to follow on Instagram at Everyday Ironman Podcast. Until next time, keep moving
2: forward.